Rats, what's going on? Good evening. Happy Friday to you all. Andy Campbell here with another uh, podcast coming at you. Another Rinkcast from Rink.com, Season 6, Episode 8. A lot to talk about with Patrick Kane. And here to talk about it, Sean Fitzgerald and the co-founder of The Rink and also a podcast creator of The Net Perspective, Puckin' Hostel, Gate Jeff Osborne. Welcome, fellas. What's going on? Happy Friday. And confirm. Happy Friday. Excellent. Right, well, we're about to, you know, we're about to talk for maybe a half an hour before puck drop on the recent Vladimir uh, Tarasenko trade to the New York Rangers, uh, thus effectively, most likely ending the possibility of Patrick Kane being traded to the New York Rangers. And boy, did Twitter blow up with all sorts of nonsense, fact, fiction, all sorts of stuff that we want to break down. But on until Twitter, never. What? Yeah, no, never on Twitter. But before we do that, uh, you know, before we get dismal and talk about the Blackhawks, who are really bad and kind of tough to swallow this year, as Christopher Walken says, is the Continental. But first, a glass of champagne. I want to quick, <laughs> quick shout out to Brooks Boys Hockey, who took on St. Mark's School on Wednesday prognosticators gave them little chance St. Mark's school littered with division one talent, including one young man who's going on to the U S development program and the Brooks school who's gunning towards a playoff berth, uh, got it together and beat them on home ice. Owen Christopher got a goal, Tanner McFall with two goals, Jake Lapani probably playing his best hockey of the year right now. Luke Dwyer had one on the doorstep. You got to put that in buddy, but you still had a great game. Ethan Simpson was dynamite in the goal. And a quick shout out to you guys. Keep it rolling. Uh, get towards the playoffs. Good luck tomorrow against St. George's. Congratulations to Brooks Hockey. And also thank you, some of you, for listening to this. Sorry Bardo's not here. Nelson's probably unstable right now, but he'll get over it at any rate. Thanks, fellas. Uh, on to the hacks. Okay, Tarasenko gets traded. What was the return, Shawnee? Did you pull it up? I did. So it was um, Tarasenko and Nico uh, Mil. Mila Cola, I don't know. I'm butchering. <laughs> uh, Noah, not going to matter. <laughs> yeah. In exchange for Sammy Blias, defensive prospect Hunter Skinner, a conditional 2023 first round pick, and a conditional 2024 fourth round pick. Oh. And the the Blues are retaining eight million or fifty percent or fifty percent of Tarasenko's eight million dollar cap hit. Got it. Okay. Wow. So, okay, so if the New York Rangers, you're saying, we, you know, Bo Horvath got traded to the Islanders. We were talking on the Ringcast last week that it was only a matter of a time before the Rangers do something. Like, they have to do something. You can't just let your your fellow New York team uh, take action and you're just going to sit still. But Hawk fans are ticked off. They wanted Patrick Kane in New York. It seemed like a likely destination. It was what I predicted originally. I think a number of people were doing that. But... They made the move for Tarasenko. People are throwing darts at Kyle Davidson for this, which is ridiculous. A couple things here, folks. Number one, it's up to Patrick Kane. Let's not forget. We say it all the time. It's up to Patrick Kane. Rightly or wrongly, it's up to Patrick Kane, whether he wants to go or not. Secondly, Patrick Kane may or may not be 100%. He's not having a banner year. He's not having a traditional Patrick Kane year. 
Okay, he's a little hurt. Now, he dispelled those injury rumors today when he said people are blowing that out of proportion. But then you're not playing so hot either, buddy. And Gate, I'm going to shift to you here because, you know, Patrick Kane was a little outspoken today about he sounded disappointed, did he not? And what yeah. are your thoughts on that? Talk yeah, he, he he said he was disappointed or he was upset that the, the Rangers went out and made this deal. But But here's the problem. You can't be upset when you're the cause of or one of the major causes of this to happen. And, and that being that uh, Pierre Lebrun brought up uh, probably last week or something like that on uh, when he was talking about Patrick Kane, that what was to, what was told to him was that Patrick Kane was going to assess what he wanted to do. And then he was going to put his, uh, you know, if he decided that he wanted to be traded, he was going to put his list of teams together and those teams were going to be notified a week to two weeks before the trade deadline. Now you see the big problem here is when is the, when is that, uh, that, that week to two weeks before the trade deadline, that's a week in the future. Yeah. The, the Rangers didn't want to wait around. They didn't want to wait around for Patrick Kane to saunter in and decide that he was going to, you know, whether or not he wanted to be traded, they wanted to go out. They found their guy. They, they, they found a deal they were willing to, to, to get. And it, on top of this, Artem Panarin and uh, Vladimir Tarasenko are like better friends than Patrick Kane and Artemi Panarin were. So, yeah. you know, th it was very likely this was going to happen. And right. it, it, the reason that Patrick Kane probably wasn't even introduced to the Rangers as an option because Patrick Kane has, given the, his list of teams and the, the you can't have a deal if Patrick Kane doesn't give his list of teams and he doesn't wait his no, no move clause, right. which he hasn't seemed to have done either yet. So, no, and I mean, you, you can't, I like, I don't, you can't wait until he decides a week or 10 days before and say, okay, now I'm ready to go. I mean, yeah, maybe someone else will strike gold and get lucky and he'll do that. But then again, I mean, I, the other thing, and I want to ask Shawnee about this, um, you know, there are rumors that the asking price for Kane is very unrealistic right now. Um, I'm fine if Kyle Davidson's doing that, but unrealistic. And, you know, I mean, he hasn't had that great of a year. He's saying he's not that hurt. Do you think he's hurt, Tony? What do you think of all this hip injury and the asking price? Well, I had heard, um, I don't, I think I was on the, uh, what the kids call the talk earlier. And I yeah. came across, um, uh, Charlie Rilliotis and I think Romiliotis, yeah, yep, <laughs> and Pat, whatever, and Pat Otis. Boyle, good time, Patty Boyle, and they were saying that Patrick Kane's hip injury has been like he's had problems with his hip for years now, so it's not like it's a new thing. So I think it's just overblown. Um, yeah, it's overblown. Uh, in my opinion, but I wanted to kind of pivot to the Kyle Davidson, like people throwing shade at Kyle Davidson. That's just Kyle dumb. Well, it's dumb, honestly, because like you said, Patrick Kane controls all the power, but also Davidson doesn't have, like if they decide not to waive their middle movement clauses and stay, it's not the end of the world. He did all the heavy lifting in the off season. Like people, people keep saying, well, I don't understand why he traded Alex to bring it. He traded Alex to bring it because it was in the off season. Alex Dabrinkit did not have a no movement clause, so you knew he was going to get something for him. He, Absolutely. He, just, he pulled Absolutely. the trigger. With this, 
he just he's not dependent like Kane and Taves. He's dependent on them waiving their their no movement clauses, and if they don't do it. They don't do it. Right. But the tank is still right. on. The tank is still on. So theoretically, if they finish in, in the the if they finish with a worst record, they're still guaranteed a top three pick. They have two first round picks next year. Like we went over all their draft picks. So if Kane and Taves don't waive, it's not the end of the world. Well, it hurts no. them in the short term, but in the long term, it's up to Davidson to decide if if he wants them back at their asking price. If they don't right. want to leave, he's just going to let them walk. Well, I just the thing that I hope for is that if they're not going to waive their clauses, then I, can you tell Kyle Davidson soon? Yeah. Because if that's the case, then you don't look to re-sign Dome. If they if they're saying we want to stay, we hope you will re-sign us. Then you all of a sudden have to budget for those two players. And if you re-sign them on on a, on a they're first of all, they'll be cheaper deals. Who knows what they'll re-sign for? Yeah. But then you do need to start you know, th- you know, throwing Max Domi's name out there and don't think about re-signing him to hit the floor. Then you do got to move Lafferty. Then you do got to move McCabe. Yep. I mean, you really, well, I mean, Kyle Davidson has to start thinking about, well, who, I can't worry about these guys 24-7. I got to move I mean, over parts, you know. What's the holdup? What is the holdup? You control who you could be traded to. Give them the right. damn list of teams if you're yeah. going to, if you want to be traded or if you don't want to be traded. Is it going to really be that much different on February 1st? Or on you know March first than it was on February first? Probably not. It's no, all gonna be teams that are that are competing. It's all gonna be teams that are probably gonna make a playoff run. So just give them the goddamn list and be done with it. And 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 you know, pitter patter, let's get going here, guys. No, I mean, I, it's, I mean like I, I don't you know one I mean it's easy for, for Bryson or Brisson or however you pronounce his name, the agent to just Brisson, be like yeah, yeah you can yeah. wait as long as you want to. You know, you you have every right to do that. He might be telling them that. Do I do I think Kane and Taves are undecided? I mean, I, I don't know. But if I have to guess, yeah, I don't think they know what they want to do. And I know the deadline's approaching, but I don't think they have a clue. Well, they they better make up their minds fast because, like, last offseason, Claude Giroux made up his mind. He was going to Florida. That's where he wanted to go. Either trade me to Florida or I'm not waving. What do you know? Yeah. He figured out a way to get him traded to Florida. Yeah, get yeah. traded to Florida. Martin St. Louis, when he left Tampa, he said, I'm going to the Rangers. I'm only going to the Rangers. Trade me to the Rangers. They right. got a deal done, and they got it done to the Rangers. So it's not like it's not like players in the NHL, former star players, have not gone to their general manager and say, "I have a no movement clause. I only want to go to these teams," and yeah. then and then they have to get it done. Yeah. Let's pivot that because I know Ben. I saw a title of an article. I think Ben Pope said even if they uh, waive their no trade clauses, no guarantee that they're going to be traded. That's idiotic. If they waive the clauses, you have to move them. You have to, regardless. Well, yeah, of, I don't. If the, yeah. if the returns lower than you expected, it does not matter. Yeah, but I, I think that that would be one of those where Kyle Davidson's like, hey, Patrick, we got a deal lined up. Will you waive for this? I think that's, that's how it will go. It won't be they they just all of a sudden waived, and you got ten days to make a move. So I sure, you know, I, the I don't bottom, know the chicken or the egg, the cart before the horse, or whatever you want to say. But go ahead, Gate. No, I say the bottom line here is this is kind of a dick move what they're doing. They're stringing everybody along, and why? What? what what's? I mean, you got to know right now what you want to do. It's a month out. You've known this is coming for years. You've yep. known this is coming. Right. Like you, you knew at the beginning of the year that that they're going to be tanking. Like nothing that's going on is any surprise. So what is the holdup? 
Yeah. Well, I don't, that, yeah, that's what we don't know. I mean, we have no idea if Patrick Kane has at any point in time said to Kyle Davidson, I do want to go to the New York Rangers. Let's try to get something done. Maybe KD was working on something. Maybe the asking price was too high. Maybe New York is actually concerned about the injury. And then they just said, screw this. Let's just get, go get Tarasenko. I mean, you know, we could, we could point the blame game, but I don't, who knows? I mean, who knows? But to your point, you know, this should have been something where I, I, and I agree with you, Gabe, that maybe they should have made it public around the new year be like, yeah, we're trying to get out of here or we're not and just own it. So, yeah. Well, yeah, according to one unnamed website, neither one of them are going to be traded. And they're going to veto any trade, which doesn't right. seem to be the case. But no, we'll, but that's we'll, it. That's that. I that, digress. That website is guessing just like everybody else is. Yeah, uh, Matt Bisnarski, what are your thoughts on trading Kane and then in the offseason trying to resign him again? Would Kane be up for that? Only Patrick Kane knows that. Would I be up for it? Absolutely. Great. Go get a big return on him and then bring him back. Would other teams be up for that? Who knows? I mean, that's the other thing, too, is that, like, if people have questions about Patrick Kane's long-term health and a lingering hip issue that, Sean, if you suggested, has been around for a while, yeah. if they're, they're probably thinking about him as a rental. Yeah. Um, and in that case, the, if Kyle Davidson is throwing out an asking price that's way too high and people are going, well, we can get a healthy guy, you know, for less than that, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, Matt, I love the question. It would be great if it could happen that way. Uh, are, are signs pointing in that direction? Probably not. Um, I, I think guess this is the, the end of the run for Patrick. It, whether Patrick Kane waves his no trade clause and gets traded or yeah. he just stays and plays it out the rest of the year, I think this is the end of the Blackhawks' Patrick Kane era. Well, okay. also, yeah. So, sorry, go ahead, Sean. Go ahead. I, I read an article on The Athletic yesterday about the Toronto Maple Leafs just kind of looking around. Um, and what Cal Dubas is going to do in terms of what he has um, in terms of capital. And they even vent, they even mentioned Kane, but they said, is he really worth a first-round pick? Is he due to the lingering hip injury? Which seems to be uh, – general managers seem to be emphasizing that when they're going to talk to Kyle Davidson about their return. Yeah. Well, I've heard, and, I've heard that, that nationally, national people, I mean, it's, it's the, it's the thing he's, he's injured. He's got a hip problem and, and there's no, you know, how much it's affecting him. I don't know, but it's well known nationally that he has a hip problem and it's, and it's lingering and it could be affecting his play. That's what I heard today. Yeah. I mean, I don't, you know, only he knows that. I mean, he, he's not been the same Patrick Kane, you know, originally it was, wow, look at how disinterested he was. You know, yeah. but now is it actually an injury? I, you know, who really knows? I mean, it, it's hard to know, but I mean, I don't, I mean, like Gate, is, is Patrick Kane right now the best trade chip they have? I don't think he is. Um, mm, it, it really depends. And first I want to say hi to Matty Pizarski. I coached him when he was a kid and I played hockey with him. So Matty Pizarski, you the man. And We're thanks sorry, for complimenting my head. <laughs> What's yeah. that? We're sorry, Gate coached you. I'm yeah, sure I take it his hockey career didn't pan out. Hey, I've gotten good reviews on my coaching. So anyway. Um, From the national it, guys or just the local guys? I'm just, just the local guys. Okay. Uh, so as far as like the, the trade piece goes, like defensemen are normally what the hot market is. I mean, when you, you get something like, you know, Brandon Hagel last year because he was he didn't make any money and he was still young and he could be playing up and down the lineup. But generally – there, there's getting to be a lot of like uh, traction on this Jake McCabe being traded 
yeah. uh, because he's a defenseman. He could play, you know, probably your middle pair could probably be put in, you know, on the, on the PK, you're not going to put him on the power play, but yeah. you know, he, he could be important to a team that needs that one extra defenseman going into the playoffs mm-hmm. um, does, is a right wing. That's a, you know, that's not playing well. That's, uh, you know, he's having a down year. He, again, he's a right wing. He's probably a power play guy, but he's not going to kill penalties for you. And, you know, how much are you going to upset your roster to, to, to place Patrick Kane in there, especially like with the Rangers, they've already put Tarasenko in there. So, oh, yeah, you know, you can't do that. And, and where else is he going to be able to fit? So I think, you know, as far as, you know, the, the, the their top trade chip, I think, Probably still he is, but it's real close that, you know, like a Jake McCabe or something like that. And, you know, Sam Lafferty is going to be what Sam Lafferty is. Everyone falls in love with him because he's the, the plucky white center fielder on the Cubs and or yeah. the, you know, the whatever the the Tom Waddle guy. Like, OK, that's great. He, he's he's a he's a guy with a lot of uh, you know personality and everyone likes him like they like um, Hagel, but he's not like. He's not going to bring you back anything huge. He's going to bring you back a second round pick. He's going to yeah, bring you I, back. You, you I know. think I think Lafferty's peak is a second round pick. I think the asking price is a. I think that exceeds it actually. I've heard the ask or I've read the asking price is a third rounder is what Davidson wants, and I don't <laughs> think team a team like Toronto isn't willing to pay that according to Laz and uh, whoever the Toronto writer was. Apparently, I've been reading a lot about the Maple Leafs for some reason lately. Um, <laughs> How can you not? It's a, they're all over everywhere. I would argue that um, I would argue with I would agree with Ta- um, I would agree with Gate Ta- or Kane yeah. is still the the best trade asset they have. The question what people are going to ask themselves is: Are you trading for the player he is, or are you trading the, for the player he was? Right. I mean, I don't. I now what my that's a really good question. The other question that I have is about the fifty percent retaining salary rule. Yep. How does that work with a player who's under contract for multiple more years? I'm I thinking think of you, take, I you think can still do that. Yeah, I think you can now, do that. that. that 50% of that count towards I'm thinking of Jake McCabe here. This is where I'm going. Yes. Generally, generally you would retain half of his salary for the rest of his contract. Right. Yep. So then so there would be a $2 million cap hit for a player that doesn't exist on the roster anymore for two more years if you do that Correct. with Jake McCabe, if you're the Chicago Correct. Blackhawks. At yep. the same time, if you're Kyle Davidson, if you decide to exercise one of your two 50% cap hit retainments, do you get a better return doing that by moving Jake McCabe than you would Patrick Kane or Jonathan Taves? Maybe not because their contracts expire, but at the same time, like, I mean, I don't, the return on McCabe, I would feel if someone could fit him under that cap would be pretty substantial. Well, and if you retain half of it, um, that's perfect. And then if you looked, if you pivot to trade Kane or Taves, you could probably, as somebody put it earlier, launder them through a third team. Yeah, yeah that's what Maddie just brought up online. Uh, yeah, you can just, yeah, you, you trade right. him, you put right. him through, like somehow Arizona's involved because Arizona will retain some money or keep it on their cap. Or something like that, and that's or how with you McCabe, would... you bring a bad contract back. Um, yeah, too. Like if he was going to your, your beloved Boston Bruins, yeah, um, you would bring a bad contract back. Yeah, bring and, back and Craig just... Smith somehow yeah. in that thing or or whatever. Yeah. But, but I just I I you know you're starting to I, it's I don't know you're starting six months ago we're saying Patrick Kane is going to be the hottest item at the trade deadline. Then he doesn't have a very good year. 
he might be hurt. No one knows if he's waving or not. And you're seeing players being moved right now that I'm sure a few other teams are going, gosh, I should have done that instead of waiting around for this Kane thing. Well, and yeah, Kane waiting to the last minute to give the Blackhawks like the teams he wants to go to. Like, obviously, um, the Islanders struck first with Bo Horvat, and then Tarasenko is from the sex do- second domino to fall. I'm sorry, what was that? Second domino. Not oh, the sex second. Domino. Second. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I'm not sorry, talking I, about I, Carlos I something else. Correa and getting an injury. I'm not talking about that. No baseball today. <laughs> He's signed more contracts, by the way, than anybody this year. But, that's, uh, but I digress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, um, better figure it out because – there might be he might be out of places to go. Right. I don't, I don't under like the marquee like what Florida acquired Claude Giroux and I keep going back to Claude Giroux. No, it's fine. I, I believe on the deadline last year, correct? I believe it was on the deadline day. Mm-hmm. So that's the only thing I can think Kane is waiting for. But yeah, unless now, now Jonathan Taves did not travel with the team. Is that correct? Illness. He's still out. Yeah, he's still – they say he's sick. It's non-related COVID illness, and it doesn't seem – they they have been reporting that it doesn't seem to be related to that reflection uh, that he has. Yeah. yeah. Did they yeah. say it was flu-like symptoms? I mean, people yeah, don't say I don't the flu. They just say I don't know. I, I know I Everyone's sick right now, so. Yeah, it's, it's – That's true. Tis the season. I mean, Jonathan Taves is I, – I still think he's an attractive piece. I mean, I know you got to eat some salary, but I mean, he's leading the NHL in faceoff percentage as of today. Um, for those, I, you- I don't get like there is so much slander of Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze right now. Like the Jonathan Taze is only worth, you know, he's only like a fourth line center right now. I mean, he could Crap. be a decent second line center for a team. If he's healthy, he could yeah. be a really good second line center. Uh-huh. Win you face off, play power play. He could do it. He could. He could even PK if you want to put him out there. And if you don't have to put him out there for you know top line minutes, I mean he'd be fresh. Like he could be. You know he he could be a formidable player out there. And there's just such slander going on out there about like I don't know if it's because people are trying to drive the price down or what, but just the shit talking about Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze. They're not done. Like no. they still have value. I mean, no. Jonathan Taves is on a bad hockey team right now. He's leading the league in draws. He's their everything guy. He plays in every situation. He's going to be a 20-goal scorer. And he's a captain. He's a captain. Right. The leadership. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, right. I, I if he waves, I think there's going to be a big market for him. He's still, he's still a good player. Like, he's not, he's not great anymore, but he's still good. Kane, if he's healthy or if in the playoffs, he could still be great. And, and I don't understand – Kane and Taves aren't what they were five years ago. Fine. Just, yeah, that's it's fair. just the I know. It, it's you would have you would think on Twitter that trading Kane was like um the equivalent to passing up uh the uh Ark of the Covenant or something. Like it's insane what people say about it. But they're not like they're not the same guys they were, but Kane can still be great, especially in a playoff series where it's seven games and Kane gets on a heater. Kane, I think, averages a point per game in the playoffs. Yeah. Like, so that's the, the difference in and in a seven game series. That's huge. That's a yeah. that's a goal that ties the game or puts you up late in the game. Taves still knows how to win. He's not he's not what he was. That's evident. That's fine. You're not going to pay for that. 
And Kyle Davidson, if he's smart, won't ask for that. But he's still a good player. He's well, no, I mean, good. in the fake playoff series, I mean, I know it was a few years ago, but the COVID fake playoff series when they were kind of the play-in team against the Oilers, Taves was the best player in that series. I mean, he was. He was awesome. He was lights out. And I mean, I don't like, I don't. Kirby Doc. Yeah, right. I guess I did. Like, I don't, I don't know. I understand wanting to be with one organization for the rest of your career. I mean, you know, both of these guys have known nothing but the city of Chicago since they were teenagers. So maybe the idea of living somewhere else, they just don't want to do. I don't know. There's that. But it's just like, I, what I don't, can't quite get my arms around is the fact that I, I just, I really hope that they have an interest in playing meaningful hockey again. Like why, I don't know. Why don't they want to play in meaningful hockey games? Yeah. I don't, I don't get that either. This is going to be your one chance to help out the franchise that's floundering your old franchise, help them out by getting them assets that they can then use to rebuild, to start trying to win again. And you could move on to somewhere where you could actually take another chip at trying to get, you know, that fourth cup. And it may or may not happen, but whatever. And if you want, and, and say say they want to come, they want to be in Chicago. They really like Chicago or whatever. Come yeah. back and sign on July first for a, a reasonable deal. You know, a three year deal that's reasonable, they, that's team friendly, and that's fine. That's all fine and well. I don't care if right. you do that. Right. But right. like, help the team out now. If you want to stay here and you're not helping them out by not letting them acquire assets, using you to acquire assets, you're effectively making the team worse and you're effectively making the rebuild last longer. Yeah, and that's the other thing with Kane. He's saying that people are blowing the injury out of proportion. Okay, then if that's the case and you don't wave, that's a shame. Then that's just really, you know, if you're totally healthy and you're not, you you end up not waving, hey, thanks, guy. Um, Yeah. And I also think it's like, and. I just, I'm trying to put myself in, in his mind and maybe, I mean, I don't know, I'm kind of getting on a little bit of a cane bash fest, but you know, it's just kind of, I mean, if the Carolina hurricanes, if, if Kyle Davidson goes up to Patrick Kane and is like, Hey, the canes have called, we can make this happen. It's a good return for us. Will you wave? And he says, no, I mean, you, you don't want to go to the canes right now that are, you know, ready to, I mean, they're ready to roll here. I mean, they've got just as good a shot to win the cup as anybody else. So you don't want to play on the biggest stage where you excel, where the bright lights are on you, where you can dispel all the rumors about your hip and then go get a payday in the off season. If right. anything, think about it. He's Maybe he's being selfish. Think about it selfishly in that, like, if I want to get another contract for, I don't know, whatever he's going to ask for in the off season. Yeah. You got to show you're still healthy and can right. still do it at a high level. Yeah. Otherwise, the only deals you're going to take are going to be these hometown discount deals. And then if that's the case, like I don't know. I it just also another thing that I I think of, they don't have a uh, Kane has a little kid. Taze does not have any kids that we know of, correct? No, he doesn't. Correct. <laughs> that so, we know right. of. <laughs> So he, he, it's not like he has a family that he's worried about moving or leaving during the off season. Like they, they, Kane goes back to Buffalo in the off season or used to, uh, Taves go back to Canada. So it's not like there's anything physically like kids aren't in school here. There's nothing of that holding them back. Yeah. Some players in other sports have not waived or no because they don't want to be away from their family or they don't want to uproot their family or something like that. I get that. 
But these guys don't have that. Kane's right. son is not – I don't think he's of school age. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not like – I mean, if what are you taking him out of like uh, baby daycare? I'm sure he can make friends with somebody else shaking a rattle in a different city. Yeah. Or I mean, just him, him and the girlfriend stay here, the baby. Yeah. So. I don't I don't know. We're diving into their personal lives here, but you know, at the same time, here's our buddy Landon. You know, no, we agree, Landon. They're not gonna yeah. wait. And they're and they're not waiting. They're not. We just saw that. The New York yeah. Rangers did not wait. They said, look, we gotta do this. We don't know what this guy's gonna do. Right. So you, you can't wait around if you're an NHL team and you're saying, Okay, well, Kane, you know, might last minute just wave his trade clause. And if he doesn't, we can't pass up on any other deals. You know, the, also, Rangers, the Rangers were talking to Armstrong and Armstrong said, yeah, let's do this. And the Rangers said, well, we can do this now or we can wait and then possibly face Tarasenko in the playoffs without Patrick Kane. So they pulled the trigger. Also, the, the NHL is not the NBA. Like the no. NBA had 28 teams make deals. 28 of 30 NBA teams made trades. The NHL doesn't do that. Like right. it's not like. Like there's only going to be a certain number of teams that are going to make trades. Not not everybody's going to reshuffle the deck like in the NBA. So there's only a finite amount of teams that Kane could even be traded to. So the longer he waits, uh, the least the less options he has. Yeah, and again, these are all his choices. I think we're all getting antsy because the trade lines of trade deadlines approaching, and New York was a possible destination. You know, I think the comments that he made today, while he didn't mean anything by them as, as far as, but when he said, oh man, I really would have <laughs> liked to go there or whatever he said, something indirectly like that. It's like, well, wait a minute. Like, you know, guy, like, I mean, he, probably was, he, he was probably better off saying like, yeah, I heard about it. Tarasenko's a great player. He's going to be in a great spot and good luck to him. And that's it. Um, But to kind of lead I, on that, you know, I don't know. He just keeps going back and forth. And like Maddie, Maddie said here, he's like, if they don't wave, it's because they want to resign her. I honestly, to, to, for the life of me, I can't understand why they would do that. Yeah. I mean, to, to resign here for what, three years? Is this team going to be any good in three years? No, it's not. It's maybe oh, going to okay. be on the cusp of actually, you know, being able to win a playoff series or so, but they're not going to be good. And so even, even in an extension, they're not going to be around if this team is ever you know, in a position to probably win a Stanley cup again. So that means you're just resorted to the fact that you're going to play meaningless hockey uh, from probably January on for the rest of your career. Oh, that's very real. real. We're we're talking about this year's lottery next year. The Hawks could have a lottery pick too. They're Mm -hmm. they're not going to just all of a sudden snap back into this thing. I mean, and yeah, what, if something happens, they end yeah. up with like Mitchkoff or whatever. Mitchkoff won't be here for three years. Oh, yeah. and if and, that, because remember, like taking into the a whole world view, Russia's still at war with the Ukraine. Like, how does yeah. that affect him coming over? Like, because yeah, he I mean, is a Russian player. Like, there's there's so many variables when it comes to Mitchkoff that it could be five years. Well, no, and I don't. I mean, Bedard could if they get Bedard, he could put up a ton of points next year, but the team might not be that good. No, I mean, who's going to play defense? No, Fantilli, right. you know, Carlson. Who's going to keep the puck out of the net? Nobody. Right. There's, yeah, their goalies aren't ready. Like, what did I read? Three to five years it takes for a first round pick to be like an NHL above average player if they're not the, the number one, or like a talent. It's like three to five years after being drafted. 
that includes like their their overage year or the AHL, all that stuff. If right. Kane and Tain side for three to five years, maybe their first round picks are just becoming NHL regulars. Maybe yeah. Korchinski's just a regular by then. Yeah. That's yeah. Or maybe I mean uh Frankie Nazar, who's playing for Michigan tonight. Well, he'll he's going back to Michigan next year. I mean, there's that. So um, there's that, but he's playing again. He was a first round pick. So that his injury set him back another year. So it's still another three to five years for him. Yeah. Manny, I hate, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but they are not going out and making big free agent signings next year to to put behind uh, third line Jonathan Tays and maybe second line Patrick Kane. They're just yeah. not going to do it. This yeah. rebuild is burning it to the ground and starting fresh. Uh, they're not going to be in any position next year, the year after, or maybe even the year after that to probably even do anything in the playoffs. It's just they, not going to happen. Yeah, They're they not going to go out there and do that. That's not happening. Yeah. They might be acquiring people's trash like they did with um, Toronto. They're, they got the goalie, whose name is escaping me again, Morazic from Marazic. Toronto for a first-round pick, and they picked up his salary so they could get salary on the books. They might be doing that. Cal Davidson said maybe yeah, be I'm open for business. There will be a few of those moves. you got to do it. So at any rate, um, you know, puck drop is about to happen, and, and obviously folks were, you know, we're, everyone's getting a little antsy here. And no one more than than the members on the ring cast. We want action, man. We want to know what's going on. We've waited a long time for this trade deadline and no one's moved yet. And it's getting really annoying. <laughs> I think that's kind of where we're all at tonight. Yeah. Um, we're all getting bothered. We all wanted the Rangers to be a possible destination. And that window just closed. Um, and it's nobody's fault necessarily, but we're all still hoping that that both Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane will waive their no movement clauses. And there will be a hefty return, and we can say, we love you guys. Thank you for everything. Let's start a new chapter. Um, any other thoughts, uh, Gate, Shawnee? What else you guys got? Um, no, I, I, I just want to see everything get rolling. Let's get rolling here. Let's yeah. move. Let's start yeah. moving, you know? I want to see some action. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd like mm. to see some action from the Hawks. But also, I'm curious to see what Ottawa does with Alex Debrinket. Um, I know it's kind of the, it was a subject of the uh, a rink chat and online that the asking price for Debrinket now from Ottawa may not be what they the return may not be what they paid for Debrinket from the Hawks. So mm-hmm. probably won't even be close. Out. He's a sixty point. He's like a sixty five point player right now. Yeah, yeah. And he was I'm, he was billed as you know a potential fifty goal scorer. Well, here he's going to score twenty seven this year, twenty six. Yeah. So and uh, and the Corch man is a great prospect. So we'll see. I mean, I a lot of signs pointing in the direction that the Hawks might win that trade. Time will tell, but I like it for now. I'll say that. Uh, one more, Maddie. Thank you for writing that in. Yeah, I miss those days too. Uh, there was a lot of uh, Twitter rumblings. Antoine Vermette's name was floating around the Twitter sphere. Yeah, uh, that they were saying that that was like the last the last real splash. Yeah. There was a high level one that that actually made you know made a difference that, in the playoffs. That panned it, out. It, yeah. it wasn't those two bums we got from um oh Gail Weiss and Tomas Fleischman. Oh, man, and we lost to terrible. Oh, and you yeah. gave up on Deneau on that, and he's a hell of a hockey player. But uh sure. on the Antoine format, you know, Patrick Kane, sorry, we're a little tough on you tonight. But um that was one injury that actually that you had that worked out for everybody. In 2015, everyone remembers Kane went down in March, and everyone, oh no, maybe he's done for the oh, year. Man. It cleared cap space. In comes Antoine Vermette. 
Kane dresses for the first playoff game. The rest is history. Antoine Vermette with a game-winning goal in game four in the conference finals against the Anaheim Ducks to even up the series. Two game-winning goals, both in Tampa Bay in the Stanley Cup finals. And uh, the Blackhawks won their third cup in six seasons. And Antoine Vermette, maybe the best trade deadline acquisition in Blackhawks history. Is that too bold? I don't know if it is. Despite uh, Joe Quenville trying to keep him off the rink as much as possible yeah, right. yeah. and miscasting healthy, him as at a wing. He was a healthy scratch in game three of that final. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. The, the, the game before he scored that overtime winner against Anaheim, he didn't dress. Yeah, yeah. He didn't dress Quenville him. hated Antoine Vermette, and I have no idea why. Well, he shouldn't. Brought him a ring. Fleischman and Weiss, which was rightfully so, too. That was really, really bad. Now, 13, think- did, they, did they pick up anyone at 13 in the deadline? I know uh, in 2010, it was Johansson and Letty for Cam Barker. Was that then? When did they bring Oduya back? Was it 13 or was it 15? Oduya now. Yeah. Maybe that was 13. 13. I think yeah. it was. Uh, and or 12, because Runblad was in there, too. Oh, God. My boy, Runblad. I still got that jersey in the closet. I'm not selling that one. No, but I, uh, I think also Antoine Vermette's name's been floating on the Twitterverse because of uh, Mark Stone's injury to the Vegas Golden Knights, which now they can put him on LTIR, similar to what the Hawks did with Kane that acquired Antoine Vermette. So I think that's why it's floating around. Yeah, Kimo Timonen was the D-man from Philly, Matt. You just wrote in. That was a nice yep. pick. 40-year-old Kimo Timonen. I think it was Michael Froelich in 13 they actually got. Oh, you're right. It was uh, Froelich for um, – ha. I hate Kim the guy. That he was a good pickup. He was. A good uh, it was. Uh, it was a first round pick. It was. Uh, he stunk too. <laughs> uh, uh, what was his name? Oh, was uh, it Radislav Olesh? Oh no no. Was it, it Rusty, Rusty Olesh? No, they came actually. Froelich oh, wow. and Olesh came from Florida. That's right. To to the Blackhawks, like in 2011. That's right. Okay, so it wasn't a 13. It wasn't a deadline deal. Uh, Yeah. Oh, well. We'll figure it out. I mean, definitely, boy, those days where you had Chris Campoli on the blue line. Oh, Campoli was the 10-11 draft. The one who gave Alex Burrows the OT winner. That poor guy. He was run out of the league from one awful play. He was a pretty good defenseman up until then. Okay. They were going to resign him. They had a deal. He was a decent defenseman. He made one bad play. I mean, look at uh, who was it that knocked the uh, that punched Jason the puck Smith. into the net in the playoffs? Shaw uh, with his head. Against the Kings punched the puck into the net. It was yeah, it was, oh, yeah. It, was, it was Laddie. Yeah, yeah. they didn't run Laddie out of the league because it was deflected off him in the playoffs. Yeah, but you can't compare Nick Letty and Chris Campoli. Come on. Chris Campoli was actually at, at the time he was he was he was one of the the, the higher rated defensemen. I mean, uh, defensemen way, are way overrated when it when it comes to the trade. I mean, that's like lines. comparing Grant Fear to Colin Delia, man. <laughs> <laughs> wow. By the way, it was Jack Skilly who was traded for Michael Foley. Oh. Yeah, and they also got Alex the Alligator Slack, the goalie from Florida that they got back in that trade. Gotcha. All right. Well, enjoy the Hawks tonight, folks, and um, pray for a loss against another cellar dweller. 
the Arizona Coyotes, who we're all hoping do not get Connor Bedard, and Connor Bedard can actually play in a real arena. Um, but anyway. Uh, the, uh, the last time uh, Arizona won on the road, I think it was, I thought I saw it was November. Well, Just they, they, so they're, they're due. due. They're, they're due. due. <laughs> All right, well, enjoy the hockey tonight, folks. Happy Friday. Thank you for joining us for a quick one as we uh, run through our, I guess, our, uh, you know, antsy, you know, not impatient nature around the past. Here we go, grievance. Yeah, getting very impatient around here. I'm getting impatient. <laughs> All right, well, thanks, everybody. Have a great night, and uh, we'll be back next week. Take care.